What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome, rugby fans. It's another week. It's another run, pass, or kick. I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara. With me is Rob the Hammer Hammer Schmidt. Again, um, we're back. It's Wednesday night. We do these live run, pass, or kicks. We get some of these guys out here. And, of course, our run, pass, or kick is brought to you by the sponsors at therugbyshop.com. Therugbyshop.com actually just launched the Rugby Rant Murdered Out Collection. Buy some of our merch. It's great. It's all black and gray. It's It has a great logo. Rob, just, Rob has a hat, actually. Rob curated a hat specifically for you hammerheads out there who That's love right. Rob's merch. It's the available chopper. at therugbyshop.com. Yeah, it's available at therugbyshop.com. Therugbyshop.com is also um, having sales on all 2020 MLR merch. They're having sales on the new kits coming out, so get your kids those new kits for Christmas. Pre-orders. Yeah, they're doing the pre-orders, and it's almost time for that spring rugby season, right, everybody? So what do we need? We need shirts. We need custom kits. We need boots. We need socks. The Rugby Shop has got it all. Go to the rugbyshop.com today. You won't regret it. Um, hey, can so I just today, say, yep. hold on. I, I just want to say I also create helped create the shirt, the murdered out shirt. If you notice, it's about uh, a warm ruck. Nothing better than a warm ruck folks. We know that. I know Jonas knows that. And on the back, you have your own cleat marks on the back to prove you in a warm ruck, courtesy of the hammer. So buy your, yep, so buy your hammerheads. Merch. You hammerheads, get your shirt, buy your merch, support Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt with our partners, the rugbyshop.com. So today we have a, a great guest here. We have um, Jonas Petrakopoulos. He works, uh, he works, he plays for rugby ATL. He just came off his, um, 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 uh, rugby 404 season. He's looking forward to going to January when they're going to start their preseason warmups. And uh, Jonas, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. So, for those of you that don't know, we're going to kick it over to Rob real quick to explain how the run passer kick works. Uh, so, this is for the uninitiated for run passer kick. If you're new to this interview style, uh, you need to know that we give all the guess options so we'll prompt each question with an option Jonas 
You can run, pass, or kick. Just let us know what you want to do. If you decide to run with a question, that means like any good prop forward, you're going to go ahead and take it up straight away on the front foot and answer the question. If you decide to pass the question, it means, well, you know, it might be a, a tough question you want to stay away from and not irritate the uh, the ownership. So you're going to go ahead and pass it. Uh, but you can also have a little fun with us, put us on the back foot uh, and make us play the ball a little bit and you can kick it to us. And uh, if you don't indicate who you want to field the question, field the kick, um, then we'll assume it's whoever asked the question, but you can always direct that kick wherever you like. So are you ready for the run pass or kick uh, interview, Jonas? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's awesome. get going. Awesome, man. Well, anybody that watches this on a regular basis, uh, like uh, our guys uh, over at the rugby shop and Kyle Ferguson, uh, they know uh, that I like to do a deep dive into uh, the social media of all our guests. And my friend, you are no different. Um, so um, I think, Scott, we want a, a post. Uh, oh, there it is. There we go. It's a nice little um, image there. It, it looks like it might be from your, your ute, if you will. Um, and so here's my question. Um, clearly your name, and we've talked to you about this, suggests that you might be a little bit Greek. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why tell us one pass or kick why does it appear that you're holding a shillelagh in this picture uh i'll i'll run with this question uh rob um so this is a picture from uh my time in new zealand um so uh w- it was an awards night and i won the most dedicated player award for the season um and that so the object in my right hand is kind of a, a traditional Maori weapon that uh, I believe that's the case. Um, so, yeah, that's what that is. Definitely so nothing I, to do with my Greek Greek so background. I, so I was totally off with the shillelagh. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me what it's called because I, I, I won't be able to tell you. But, uh, yeah. I got to tell you, that's an impressive <laughs> award given the fact that you're in uh, probably one of the biggest rugby-playing countries in the world to get the most dedicated award. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, it was pretty um, – the setup in, in the place was pretty lucky for me. So I, I was in New Zealand because of Inside Running Academy. They're the ones that kind of brought me over. And the way they work is they have a training schedule, and then they'll put players who are in their academy into different clubs in the area. And the rule is we, we have to go to all the practices unless we're – you know, can't get out of bed basically. So the most dedicated player award – doesn't sound as impressive after that maybe because uh <laughs> the structures was all set up for me to maybe get that one so <laughs> all right he's just he's just stacking trophies because coach says get your ass to practice that's all awesome. exactly exactly um, we're trying to prop you up brother so, we're just trying to give you med props <laughs> <laughs> well okay we're at, at, at the end of this episode i'm gonna have to have to ask rob what why he equated a shillelagh and Greek culture, but that's a whole different story. No, no, no. I, the point was he he has a Greek last name, but he's holding a shillelagh. In other words, yet he's in New Zealand. So that throws everything out there. And it's in New Zealand. Well, I didn't know he was in New Zealand. Well, here, so so this actually this actually rolls into our next question. You know, Jonas, for those of you that don't know, has a lot of worldly experience. Um, and you know, you were born in Amsterdam. You were introduced to rugby in Liverpool, England. Um, you were a USA high school American. Uh, let me just go down the list here. You represented the Netherlands in under 18s and under 20s. Um, so 
if given the opportunity to play and uh, uh, at the senior level of rugby, uh, run, pass, or kick, who would you prefer to play for, uh, the United States or the Netherlands? I'll run with this question as well. Um, I think at this current moment, I'm probably probably leaning towards the United States just because my career is here, my family's here, everything of that nature. Um, so, yeah, so I, I'd say I give – maybe a 60, 70-30, 60-40 split to the United States at this time. And, and I, I got to say personally that, you know, they should be knocking down your door right now, getting you uh, a, a, a spot in the training squad. Um, if, you've ne- if you guys have never seen Jonas play, you know, he, he kind of was humbling himself, you know, humble bragging about that uh, award he got. But he literally, his, his motor is 100%. You think of that J.J. Watt type character. That's the kind of motor Jonas has as a, as a prop. Um, and as a, as a 22 year old guy, um, getting behind guys like Chance Wiglanuski and Patty Ryan, who are on that team USA, um, he could be a breakout player, um, getting in that squad. So I would say be on the lookout for Jonas being on the Eagles quite soon. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. It, and it's almost a shame. I mean, that the United States can't kind of have as big a development roster as some, you know, a country like New Zealand. I mean, they get 60 guys to camp and they start to blood their young guys early, you know, and develop them. And, and that's a kind of uh, 22, they've got a, a, a diamond in waiting, I think. Yeah. I think the interesting thing about the way New Zealand is set up is that they've, um, they've got their kind of system is such an arrowhead to the all blacks. Right. So like after your U twenties, experience then that's not the only the all blacks isn't the only other way you can represent your country because they've got the maori all blacks as well so adds another opportunity for for players to represent their country and develop in that uh, environment absolutely uh jonas i gotta ask i have another question and it's and it's a bit of an inside question and maybe you could just provide some context um from what we understand and gather based upon some of our intel uh, as I said, we do pretty good deep dive. Um, you were recently on a road trip to Buffalo. Is let me let me jump. Let me let me jump in. Rob. Let me jump in, Robin. Set it up. Okay. So, Jonas happens to be there's a select few uh, on a team called Rugby United New York who've traveled in the winter to this place in faraway Buffalo, New York, to play those Titans of Canada, the Toronto Arrows. Jonas, run, pass, or kick. Was that not the worst trip rugby trip you've ever been on when you went to Buffalo last year? I'll run with this one, and I'll I'll say it was probably a close second. Um, I we did an indie kind of all star team, and we drove from Indianapolis to Denver, Colorado. And on the way there, we we stopped and stayed in a motel. But on the way back, um, we drove I think for sixteen hours straight or something like that. And that's murder. We were driving in probably vans of ten or twelve. And they were all full, filled up, so it was a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I'll say I'll say that so, was probably my worst trip. So for for those of you that don't know, for three years in a row, Rooney has gone or tried to go up to Buffalo. In <laughs> in 2018, bad weather snowed him in; they had to cancel. In 2019, the bus got into an accident getting in getting through the Bronx, and they had to cancel. <laughs> in 2020, during the day of the match, there was a severe snowstorm in Buffalo. And they almost <laughs> they had a lot of trouble getting home in the middle of the night after that match from Buffalo. So it just seems as though when they try and have that, I think they, they call it the battle for Buffalo, that preseason match, uh, Rooney and Toronto. It just never seems to go right. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, I gotta, I gotta say, you know, I don't mean this to be the the Rob Hammersmith show, but uh, I, I visited Buffalo and and had a pretty damn good time. Uh, we went over the border and and visited a few places uh, uh, with with some ladies, um, and uh, it was it was great and uh, really enjoyed ourselves. And I, <laughs> the funny part is, I ended up uh, throwing up in the bushes of uh, a friend a friend who we were staying at his house as he and his fiance have an open house the next day in the afternoon. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, Buffalo's not all bad for those fans that are out there. Just saying. I guess uh, the moral of the story, don't let Rob in your house because he'll drive the value down. <laughs> <That's right>. um, <laughs> so I'm not a let very me, good house guest. Let me move on to the next question. And again, um, worldly experience here. So you played rugby and trained in South Africa and New Zealand. Run, pass, or kick. How are these two cultures different? rugby cultures uh i'll run with that um yeah so probably a bit lopsided i spent five months in south africa and i think i spent like a year and a half or year and seven months in new zealand so i had a much um kind of more immersed experience in new zealand so i probably have a little bit better read on what it was like over there but i think uh it would probably sound pretty stereotypical. Like South Africans are very kind of set piece dominated. They look at the scrum, they look at the line out. Um, they've, they've really got the strategic side of the game down very well. And over in New Zealand, I think the emphasis was a lot more on breaking different skills down, building them back up, really developing the ability to kind of react to what is happening at the time. So I'd say that's kind of the two, two hallmarks. Well, that's really interesting, and perhaps it's one of the reasons why, at such a young age, uh, you you play at a like a much more you know older player, more experienced player, because you kind of got that good mix. And as a prop, you got a, a a real strong emphasis in you know packing down and the set piece play, but you've also been able to develop your your skills, your micro skills, and your decision making in New Zealand. So um, you know that that might be the uh, the key for you young players out there is to follow in Jonas's footsteps because it really is, it's really served them well. Uh, on the note of, of South Africa, New Zealand, um, you know, we've seen something recently at the pro level out of both countries, some significant changes. Um, obviously the super league is 25 years old, but we're now, re- we're now seeing perhaps driven by COVID, but I think it's been a long time in coming that South Africa is it's Super League teams are breaking away. They're going to Pro 14. My question to you is run, pass, or kick. Are the South African Super League teams better off in Pro 14, in your opinion, or staying in, in the Super League in the Southern Hemisphere? Yeah, I'll run with that. Um, that's tough. I, I think it, it just depends on how they work with it, to be entirely frank, because I think like competition like the Crusaders, um, teams like that, that's pretty priceless. But then again, I mean – I don't know. I think Marty Veal told me when he was working with the Sunwolves, they had something like 56 flights throughout the season. So mm-hmm. the wear and tear that Super Rugby can have on players is pretty significant. So it could be that if they play in the, in the Pro 14 or, or whatnot, then the uh, the kind of rest that they get and the less toll that they would have on their bodies might end up being beneficial. So, And then it's not like there's not competitive teams in the Northern Leagues either. No, but I mean, won't they? Don't you think they'll have to fly just as much going to the north, or no? Uh, I think it depends on how they set it up. I think the main thing about 
playing in the Northern Leagues is that the time zone isn't as different. Yeah. Because going to New Zealand, I'm not sure what the time difference is, but I think getting over the jet lag um, every time is is the bigger problem than just sitting in the plane, if that makes sense. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And our, our yeah, uh, partner I, I, yeah. Our partner in crime who, who couldn't be here spending time with his family and his and his, his new family, uh, Ty Braga, who who is anybody watch the show is South African. He makes a great point. Um, that it's a more lucrative market, yep, uh, and reduced travel, as Jonas talked about, uh, but also the time difference uh, isn't as harsh on broadcasting, so there's it's it, there's at least more potential for South African fans to be able to watch the matches. Absolutely. I remember um, in New Zealand what was really nice, so we play on the Saturday, club teams would play about 2.45, and then by the time we got home, the, the Super Rugby game for New Zealand was on. So it would be, let's say, Blues and Hurricanes would be on about 7, 7.45. But if your team was like the Crusaders or something and they were in um, South Africa, you'd have to wait till 2, 3, 4 a.m. or just the next day to be able to watch. So, yeah, broadcasting-wise, it probably helped a lot, quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. They're not – you know, I, I, I'd i often get up to watch my, my Hurricanes play in South Africa, but, you know, just because, you know, I'm, I'm an old fart who has nothing better to do with this time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think too it, it opens up the the cross between South African players and Northern Hemisphere players as far as going to pro teams and and being part of the squad versus you know staying in the Southern Hemisphere where you see a lot of crossover between you know the three countries down there. Now you're going to see that you know north to south, and I think that'll bring a lot of um, players that that might. Not, not that they wouldn't make a starting squad in in the north, but just they they might have a better opportunity in in South Africa to get in there and some minutes. Um, so I think that's something that you know we we that is beneficial for both sides because it opens up everybody. So like guys like Jonas goes to South Africa for five months and he gets a certain perspective on rugby that he wouldn't otherwise get. Those northern hemisphere guys are gonna get the same thing. Um, so Rob has built in all these long winded questions for me. <laughs> Don't know why. But this is an important so, question. I want to know the answer to. In my defense, well, here's sir. the thing. Rob said, "Rob says I talk too much," and then he gives me like four paragraphs <laughs> worth of a question. So the next question <laughs> is: During the 2020 offseason, Rugby ATL embraced the fan-driven Rattler identity, which me and Rob really like. Um, a part of the branding was the creation of that rattlesnake logo that our buddy Chance Wagglanuski put in the ATL facility. Um, run, pass, or kick. Did Rugby ATL make a mistake by not including that logo on their 2021 kit? Uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a smart man. That's a yeah. smart, yeah, that's a smart. He, he has his agents from HPMG are like, don't answer that one. Don't answer that one. <laughs> they're, they're talking in my ear now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, you're I, out there. I, I think. I think honestly, they could have put that maybe on on. Maybe a shoulder, you know, a a, a a sleeve, just as a smaller logo. I think that would have been mm-hmm. nice. But I also know that that's prime advertising space too, so that's kind of, you know, kind of tough to sell. Put something there. So middle of the back where the where the GPS is located. That's where you put it. Yeah, I maybe. Guess. Yeah, it's probably it's probably one of those decisions that has a lot more going into it than we realize, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, but I, but Definitely. I, you know, if that's true, I I would like to know the answer because I know Chance spent he and what uh, Van Schalkwick, one of the Van Schalkwicks, mm-hmm. spent a lot of time working on that logo and the design and the mm-hmm. rebranding. And given the fact that it's so, um, you know, so grassroots, you know, from their fans and fan driven, 
you know, it would have been great to see him pay a little homage to, uh, you know, where that came from and, and the players and, and, you know, give people some ownership. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. You know? so, so Rob, I have a fan question and he can't get out of this one. So let me, let me bring it up here. Hold on one second. See this. So from Asher Webb, who is your favorite <laughs> training partner? I wonder. Asher's uh Asher's one of the guys I train with over here in Indy. Um, nice. So I think, I think he's begging for a compliment. So I'll, I'll give him the nod. Asher, you're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured as much. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of figured that. So that's why I definitely wanted to put it up there. <laughs> well, I have to, um, I have to give him the nod because yesterday I think I met someone at work who, um, who is like related to him and somehow, and, and we were talking about rugby and she was like, Oh, uh, do you know, do you know, I, I know someone who plays rugby, do you know, Asher Webb? And I was like, I know that name, but no, like, do you have a picture? And she showed me the picture and it, it was him. And I was like, Oh yeah, I see him every Sunday. Of course I know. So yeah, it was a funny, <laughs> funny little interaction. Does he have like a nickname, you know, him by that, you know, it's kind of like one of those guys like Duke and you're and his name's not even close to that, but that's what everybody calls him. You know? <laughs> no, it's just really bad on my part. I thought his last name was Weber. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was getting the, but I think I, I was at work and I just wasn't expecting to meet someone who gotcha. knew him. Yeah. So that's probably the main problem. Out of context, <laughs> right? Out of context. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll let you out with that one. Uh, <laughs> so we were talking about rugby ATL. Um, and, uh, you know, um, and that bit, and, and we've talked about Rooney, uh, obviously both of those two, uh, clubs have, have really solid teams. Um, the big guy, of course, would argue that Rooney is far more superior. Uh, but what does he know? Um, anyway, um, what, what made you decide to make the move from rugby ATL and, and what was attractive about that move? Run past uh, your kick, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I'll run with it. Um, I think um, just the whole approach, you know, they, they were very – I think they treated me the right way. They, they called me up, flew me down, basically gave me the offer right away. Um, and speaking with Scott once and everything, I really like what the team's about, kind of their – the mindset and the direction they want to go in. So I, I thought, thought it would be a good fit for me. And a hell of a lot better weather in, like, February, right? Yeah, probably <laughs> probably that. <laughs> Come on, you know Staten Island in February is gorgeous. I don't know what the hell Rob down there. You know, it's 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 something to be at Wagner, uh, Wagner College at the stadium. You got the wind coming from every angle. Kicks are going all over. Yeah, Yeah. you You got got Patty Ryan with no shirt running. Yeah, you got Patty Ryan and Ben Foda with no shirt in the snow running around. I mean, you can't you can't beat that in February in New York. Um, so before we go any further, um, I just want to talk about one of our other sponsors. Uh, we are partners with Manscaped. And as everybody knows from the past couple of weeks, I've told you guys a couple stories. Listen, I've been grooming downstairs for a long time. Um, as a matter of fact, I was reading <laughs> – Rob's laughing. As, as a matter of fact, I was reading a book, who, who, who a famous rugby player, <laughs> James Haskell, who came out and said he started uh, the, the Manscaped uh, um, how he started manscaping when he went to Japan and was teaching the Japanese players how to manscape. And he said, you know, back then it was, you know, Nick's cuts. You had razor burn. You're, you know, trying to put on your your boxers, your rugby shorts. 
And then you're going out and you're playing rugby and then you, you're coming back in the shower and you're like, what the frig did I do to myself? <laughs> um, so that's why Manscaped has come out with uh, the Lawnmower 3.0. It has those um, those blades that stop the nicks and cuts. It has It's the perfect shaver, shaver for your downstairs. Again, the big guy likes to keep it high and tight. Kind of like Kid in Play. You remember Kid in Play? You know, kid, uh, yeah. kid in Play from the movie? Kid? Yeah. So I like it high and tight down there. Um, Manscaped, exactly. That's it. Manscaped, um, you know, your balls will thank you. Um, so, Rob, I think you're going to move on to the next segment, right? Absolutely. And the next segment is a, is the quick tap. And, uh, Jonas, we just basically give you a choice and and uh, you identify which you, which you prefer and you can elaborate if you like. Um, so so here we go on the quick tap. So your preference, this should be easy for you, loose head or tight head? Tight head at the moment. <laughs> okay. He's not going to explain. He's just going to let it lead there. All right. Better holiday, Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas, definitely. Okay. You like to get oh, the presents. Don't you just you? lost prop status. I like, I like a few good presents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he just lost prop status. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Something's wrong. <laughs> All the presents All right. are food related. <laughs> So it's just 14, yeah, it's 14 cakes. That's it. It's just 14 different cakes. <laughs> 14 cakes. Well, he's got a little bit of Greek and it's got to be some baklava thrown in for good measure, doesn't it, Jonas? Yeah, actually, there was this great place um, in Indianapolis that sold really good baklava, but I, I don't, I'm not sure if it's still in business even anymore. But when it was, we, there was a time we were going like every other day or something, getting the, yeah, they're delicious. Absolutely. <laughs> You can't go wrong with baklava. So we're on the uh, on to the next one. Uh, evening drink, wine or whiskey? <laughs> uh, and I realize you don't have much experience at you know at twenty two years old. You've only had a year under your belt, unlike you know me. But yeah, uh, yeah anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I got wine. I like Italian food, so wine goes with Italian food well. So you're going with a good cab, huh? Yeah. All right. Can't. Hey, if you get a chance, by the way, as a world traveler, you got to try some Rioja. I did a did a rugby tour of the Chicago Blaze uh, in '99. Tried Rioja as a red; it's outstanding. Try a little Rioja; it's well worth it if you like a good red. So, I remember uh, that. yeah, there's my plug. Um, all right, ready? Uh, this this should be a tough one here. Rugby stadium, Ellis Park or Eden Park? Oh, Eden Park, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I take that was a guess. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> I haven't been to either though. So, <laughs> well, I figure you spent time in South Africa, New Zealand, both. So, you know, you might have yeah. a preference. I think they've got a pretty impressive home record at Eden Park. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so uh, here we go. This one's a tough one. I want you to be careful here. This could could come back to back to bite you in the boo boo. More chill, Wangaluski or A Train. Wangaluski's pretty pretty chill. He's he's difficult to beat. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll go with him. Okay. All right. Last one, and and I asked this question because I recently found out about the Wags. I got to give a shout out uh, to the women uh, and girlfriends of rugby ATL players. Shout out to the Wags. There is actually a fan group out there. Uh, so uh, answer carefully, Jonas, because I'm sure they have connections, my friend. International date night, Eiffel Tower. Or an Italian gondola ride. Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I mean, I said I like Italian food, so I guess I'll go with the 
gondola ride because we can get some Italian after or before. So, go. yeah, I'll, I'll go yeah, that way. Yeah, Venice is always a nice place to visit. Uh, I, I mean, at least visit once. Um, Venice did have great food when I when I happened to visit. Um, and it's gondola, so you gotta say it right, gondola. He says gondola, it's a gondola yeah. ride. Yeah, <laughs> Rob's like well, it's there's, a, a, a there's, there's an Italian place. There's an Italian place, and I know Scott would disapprove it because it's not like truly Italian. It's American Italian. And it, it, when I went to Illinois State University, and the place is called uh, it, it. So it's famous around central Illinois, right? And they have the, it's called a gondola and it's like a foot long and it's just sugary bread. And then you just basically have ham, salami, uh, cheese and lettuce. And that's it. Like my kids love it. Everybody loves it. It's gone there. It's called the Vani's. It's the way to go. Uh, it's not big guy approved though. Oh dear. Definitely, well, <laughs> not. We, we've probably got something worse in Indianapolis. We've got this, um, this little like canal thing. It's, it's probably four feet deep and they've got these little uh, gondola rides that you can go on. In it. <laughs> it's fun, fun for the Hoosiers, but I, I don't know if Scott would approve too much. No. And so I got, I got, <laughs> since we're on the point, since we're on food and you know, Jonas is a prop and I'm a prop. There's a deli out in Queens. Uh, it's like five different guys names. It's like rich Mark, Jimmy, they're all brothers. They have this thing called the bomb, and it comes on a wedge about this big. It's about the size of my forearm, and it's a American wedge and an Italian combo wedge on one piece of wedge, literally the size of my arm. They wrap around the block every day to get this wedge. It only costs like eight bucks, and you, I, it, it takes me three days to eat it. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's totally prop size. It's perfect. Um, yeah. All right. So going, going on to the next one. Um, you know, obviously, uh, kit mix happened a couple weeks ago. We all loved it. Uh, the 13 MLR teams released their kits. Um, you can't say rugby ATL and you can't say Rooney run, pass, or kick. Which MLR team had the best overall kit? Uh, I don't know if I saw him, so pass. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> he's like he's like i'm too busy actually doing stuff what are you more on right, 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 watch right. rugby all day <laughs> I, I, I guess we know that the players really don't care what they wear they just know they get free kit and they have to show up in it every saturday or sunday well i saw the rugby atl stuff and i was like oh that's good and then yeah kind of signed up I'm, I'm doing a social media cleanse that's why <laughs> you're doing a social media what <laughs> I said I was doing a social media cleanse, but I'm not. Oh, ready. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so we're going to get back to a little bit of seriousness. Uh, Scott, uh, the big guy hit on it earlier. He talked about uh, rugby, the, the 404 headquarters down there in Marietta. Uh, run, pass, or kick. How do Rooney and rugby ATL compare in their overall facilities and rugby infrastructure? Uh, I'll run with this one. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, Rooney's at quite a disadvantage being placed in New York with everything already being built up or occupied. Um, so Atlanta's definitely got the advantage facility-wise because they've just got space to kind of buy land and develop it the way they want to. Um, so, yeah, and then I think Atlanta's maybe a little bit of an easier city to – bring players into if that makes sense i mean new york's the the i think the big issue while i was there was um especially for the guys that didn't live in staten island it was quite a quite a 
big trip to get to Wagner College. I don't know. I don't remember where they're coming from, but you take the tram, you take the ferry, then you get an Uber all the way to practice. It definitely adds a lot to your day. Um, so, yeah, I'd say Atlanta gets the edge on uh, infrastructure and, and all that kind of thing. So basically you're saying that uh, Rooney is uh, no bueno or the city of New York City is no bueno. No, I think New York's a great city. It's it's just it's difficult to uh, come together. Like, yeah. you know, obviously guys aren't getting paid football salaries and stuff like that. So it, it just makes it a little bit tougher to coordinate. I think there's a lot more moving pieces. Gotcha. Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. And you had guys like Jake Fury and uh, Kirk Hamilton coming out from like middle Southern New Jersey, you know, and that's a, that's a going over, you know, a bridge, you know, going through New Jersey traffic to, to get there for a, uh, you know, a afternoon weightlifting session and then a night practice, you know, through, through traffic is, is crazy, but you know what, that's, that's what it takes. Um, so the uh, talking again, we're, we're getting into more of some more uh, rugby 404 and ATL questions. Um, rugby 404 is one of the first Academy programs um, in the MLR. Many teams are catching up now with all these MLR initiatives to either have high school teams or Academy teams. So run pass or kick. Do you foresee an organized fall developmental league happening at some point? Ron, uh, I really hope so. I, I think that's, you know, the way to grow the game in the United States. Um, I think if we look at kind of the New Zealand model, the way it works is after high school, pretty much the, the minor 10 unions will um, form U19 teams and compete in big tournaments. So I think that's uh, something we can do like in combination with the college system is, uh, you know, let's say player X doesn't want to move three states over to go to a good school. Well, if his MLR team has an academy team that can provide playing time at U19 level and give them a good training environment for playing time, I think that's a really great option. Absolutely. And I think we've been very supportive of that idea here at the mm-hmm. Rugby Rant. You know, the idea that they can they can develop a fall season in which, you know, young guys, especially guys that are drafted, maybe aren't quite ready to go and make that jump from college straight into the starting 23 or whatnot can kind of get their feet wet and really start to develop in the right training environments, especially players who aren't used to coming from a five day a week or six day a week program like D1A, you know, some of the, some of the the perhaps lower tier teams. Yeah. Or on the other side, you know, if if you've got a a guy who's just graduated high school and let's say he wants to go to a local school or even a local trade school right now, you know, uh, some kids are in the position where they have to move away from home to go play for a good uh, college program. Well, if, if you know, if player action Atlanta has the opportunity to join that academy team and kind of work or pursue what he wants to outside of that, I think that's a really good option. Absolutely. And I think some teams, I'm sorry, Rob, to interrupt, but no, and some ahead. teams internally, yeah, some teams internally, the way they practice kind of integrates some of that. I know Rooney had that kind of a, a pod system before, you know, pod COVID practicing was a thing where mm-hmm. you know they'd have guys in separate pods and it would kind of be not necessarily starters and and seconds but especially early on they had it kind of had everybody together and then the next week or the next couple of days they'd switch those pods around so that everybody got experience from one another one another everybody learned to play with one another so i think you know it's one of those things where you have to integrate that from the top down from your high school academies through your your u20s or you know your other academies straight into your pro team. So I think a lot of the coaches now have that integration in the pro style. And we just have to filter it down. Absolutely. 
And we see here, you know, Kyle's uh, talking about the fact that um, I think MLR teams are getting more savvy, especially teams like ATL, um, in, in kind of creating an environment on a Saturday that's just a progression, you know, with academy games and then the women's game right into the MLR game so that people can just kind of stay and watch and continue. And then um, anybody that's played previous to that can, can watch guys like yourself, uh, you know, at 5 o'clock or 7.30 uh, play in the evening, which is really cool and great opportunity. Um, Absolutely. Speaking of, you know, we've been talking a lot about rugby ATL, of course, your new employer. Um, you know, last season, although um, shortened, uh, they employed a very fast attacking uh, offense, uh, balanced with a defense that emphasized the chop tackle coupled with a jackal uh, right after it. Mm-hmm. Do you foresee Scott Lawrence run pass or kick? Do you see for, foresee Scott Lawrence changing his game plan in 2021? Uh, I'll run with it. I, I don't know um, about changing. I, I'd say probably adding on to it from, you know, each year you learn a little bit, you you see a little bit about what we can do better and what we can't can do. And I think Scott's a guy that would uh, always be looking to get better and improve. So I think, I think maybe not exactly the same. I think we'll see a lot of the same and then tweaks here and there. Can you give us any insight into one of those tweaks? Uh, I would if I could, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. not, not worth my I, job I think, to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the great coaches come in with their system, but know that depending on the players they have, they do have to create those tweaks and year, especially now with a young league year upon year, you have guys moving and, you know, if there's a team in Indianapolis, maybe Jonas decides he wants to go back with his family. So they might lose Jonas next year, let's say. So I think they know that with that rotating um, team side that they, they're going to have to tweak. They can't just be like Eddie Jones. You know, this is what I'm going to do all the time because we're at this such a high level. Um, so we're up to the last question. And I think this is actually one of the most important questions we generally ask guys. So for a young 22-year-old guy, you come to Rugby ATL with a variety of rugby experiences. I mean, we talked about it constantly throughout this whole interview. Um, a, a side note, it's great to see that in your resume. And then it, it kind of saddens me that a lot of the other guys who are playing, you know, coming from the States, don't have those opportunities yet. But we're going forward to that. But back to the question. So one would suggest that, a rugby ATL brought you in because you have a lot of this international experience. Having said that rug run pass or kick when you hang up your boots many years from now, hopefully with a couple shields on your belt, maybe you go down to a Texas team and win a Texas cup. Maybe you end up a guillotine and an awesome teal Jersey. Um, what do you see yourself doing in the future when rugby's over for you? Rug, run pass or kick. I'll run. Um, I've thought about this uh, a little bit. I think the thing that um, I'm really passionate about is kind of coaching um, and using my own knowledge to help teach or develop other people. Like that's something I can really enjoy. Um, And I've had some experiences coaching, you know, just uh, youth teams and stuff like that. And I've really gotten a lot out of that. So I could definitely see myself doing something like that in the future. That's great to hear because we know that, you know, in order for rugby to grow in the United States, that they're going to need coaches who have done it at a high level. And, and of course, uh, you are certainly one of those individuals. And we hope that you continue to develop and, and play at a high level for a long time. And like, like we said before, hopefully you, 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 get a, you get a cap on your head and, and get to play uh, and represent um, the United States because that's what we'd like to see for sure. Absolutely, for sure.
Yeah, and it actually, I believe Rugby ATL just announced that our buddy Chance is going to be coaching high school. Um, I think that came out in a press release. He's going to be uh, helping coaching our local high school. So the MLR teams seem to be already setting up this this type of thing. So it's nice yeah. to see. Um, before we go, before I, I, I end everything, um, I just want to give Jonas a chance to, you know, give a shout out to his buddies, maybe shout out Asher again, you know, give us, <laughs> give us a little something for the fans, Jonas, it's, it's your time here. Okay. Um, let's see. I'll give a shout out to, uh, HPM group, high performance management. Um, if you're like a player looking to, uh, get some representation, um, for rugby wise. And I think they're good people to reach out to. You can get them on Instagram. Um, I think it's, uh, I think I've, I've mentioned them before. I think I'll do it again. I'll shout out inside running Academy. Um, they're the ones that kind of brought me to the New Zealand. Mike Rogers, he's the head there. They brought me to New Zealand and, and kind of really taught me a lot about rugby and everything else. Unfortunately, New Zealand's got its borders closed, but we don't know when they open. So, Get on the Instagram, find them, shoot them a message. Maybe they'll be able to help you out. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you're in Indianapolis, go to uh, Stroman Sports Performance on Instagram. He's a strength and conditioning slash rugby coach. If you're looking to improve your game, then come join us on Sundays. Where jo- oh. where Jonas will forget your name when somebody asks <laughs> <laughs> it's opposite, I, I always uh, remember the faces, so that's the it's important. Op- it's the opposite of Cheers for us <laughs> guys who actually yes. watch Cheers. <laughs> Stroman hey. performance for nobody knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's your great, coaching. That's your coaching slogan, right? Your I don't, I don't think anyone, no one, no one high school or below knows about Cheers. I went because <laughs> they were on uh, Netflix a little while ago. <laughs> oh man. That's great. Jonas, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this was a great interview, a lot of yeah. laughs. I think Rob effectively just shut down your high performance center, your buddy's high <laughs> yeah. performance center there with that ridiculous advertisement. Um, but we thank you so much for uh, coming on the run pass or kick. I think we put you to the test. And I mean, yep. except for that one, that one question you passed on, which, which, like we said, management probably wouldn't have been too kind. Um, <laughs> if you, the way you answered it. Um, we, we loved it. We love to have you on. Good luck in the 2021 season. Obviously, when you're not playing Rooney, I, I love rooting for guys that used to play for Rooney. I got a chance to hang with Jonas. Literally, that Buffalo that, that Buffalo trip was, the, I think, the first time he met the guys. Is, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, no, it was the first time I met you. I met the team, I think, uh, the full team together probably that Thursday or something like that. Yeah, so I don't even think yeah. you're out of practicing. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> he just he just showed up, and everybody was like, "Oh, this is the new guy." <laughs> it was great. Um, anyway, fans, thank you so much again. Visit our our sponsors at therugbyshop.com. You can go to rugbyshop.com/slash/collection/slash/therugbyrant to check out Rob's new murdered out uh, shirt and and swag. Uh, hammerheads. Go go get that that Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt shirt. It's a great shirt. Um, also check out Manscaped.com. Use the code Rugby Rant for twenty percent off your entire order plus free shipping at Manscaped.com. Um, thank you, fans. We appreciate it. Again, we're always live on Wednesdays with these run pass or kick interviews. Um, check out Rugby Rant episode thirty coming on Sunday, and we'll catch you all next week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.